and I'll say something somewhat controversial. Motivation are the beer goggles of the fitness industry. One of the absolutely most difficult things that you can do in your entire life is to create a new habit. Change sucks. Some people like change. Some people embrace it. I'm not one of those people. You're probably not one of those people. Nobody likes to change. Um, it's scary. We like to do the same things over and over and over again because we feel comfortable doing those things. This might sound like a familiar situation to you. Hopefully not. But a lot of people get stuck at a job for far too long. Uh, it's a job that they don't like. Maybe they don't hate it. Maybe they do hate it. But maybe they don't hate it. But it's not something that they feel passionate about. It's not someplace where they see themselves for the rest of their lives. But they get stuck there because the thought of changing, the thought of going through an entire interview process, onboarding process, training, learning new implements, learning new systems, learning new names, uh, vibing with different employees, different bosses, things like that is terrifying. Nobody wants to do that. Most people don't want to do that, I should say. It's a scary, scary thing. So you get stuck at a job for way too long, right? Far, far longer than you ever would have or should have stayed. Um, maybe you're stuck in a shitty job right now in a shitty situation, but maybe you go and you get a new job and the situation's worse at this particular job. So sometimes the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know, right? You know how to navigate your situation now. You might not know how to navigate a situation at a new job. So we get stuck doing the same jobs over and over and over again for far too long because change is scary, right? And obviously a way to remedy that would be if we had job trial periods, right? You are dissatisfied with your job. You put out a bunch of applications. If you get hired, you get trained and you do the job for a week. If you enjoy the job, you stay. If you don't enjoy the job, your old job is obligated to take you back. That'd be fantastic. This is my uh, this is my political campaign that I'm running on whenever I run for office, right? Job trial periods. Uh, if that were the case, so many people would hop from job to job to job until they found something that they really truly enjoyed and hopefully stay there forever. Managers couldn't be terrible because they would just lose employees left and right. People would have to pay employees uh, a fair livable wage because people would lose their employees and they wouldn't be able to keep the business open because everybody's leaving, right? Job trial periods. They're amazing. That sounds like a fantastic idea. But obviously, uh, you know, in the world that we actually live in, if a company even sniffs the fact that you're thinking about leaving, they'll cut you with the quickness. I had a boss who was a high ranking person in this company and they had worked there for forever, like years and years and years. And uh, they would put in their two weeks because they wanted to leave the job. And the job said, guess what? You're done now. And uh, they couldn't even get their last two week paycheck or whatever because the company cut them despite having that person been working there for a long, long time and was high up in the company. So companies are ruthless. They do not care. right? So job trial periods would be fantastic, but that's obviously not the reality. But I'm talking about jobs now. Uh, but that's just a, a, a an indi- uh, not an indication, an example of how change can be scary. right? And when you think about changing habits, part of the scariness of changing habits is just change in general. Nobody likes to change. Um, and there are entire probably courses now. It's been a long time since I've been in college. Uh, entire courses, entire classes, entire studies um, as to behavior change and the psychology of fitness. And that's why the psychology of fitness is so interesting because you can be the best workout programmer on the planet. You can be the best exerciser on the planet, the best teacher, the best coach. 
If you can't get anybody to behave or to change their behaviors, it's all for naught, right? It's not going to matter if you have the best program on the planet if you don't do the program. So I think behavior change and psychology of fitness is so interesting. Uh, and there's no like one best way to get somebody to change their habits because everybody's personality is different, right? I know coaches personally that are like the tough love coach. They will, maybe not in a rude way, maybe not an aggressive way, but they'll try to strong arm you to think or to do what they think is best for you, right? If they think that you should be working out five days a week, they're going to try to strong arm you as much as they possibly can to work out five days a week, even if that means you have to sacrifice a ton to do so. If they think that you should be eating a certain way, they're going to push you to eat that certain way no matter what. And for some people, that's going to be great. Some people respond really well to tough love. Others will not, right? I'm not one of those people who probably responds well to tough love. You, depending on your personality, depending on you know, kind of uh, the way you walk through life, that may or may not be your thing. Um, but everybody's got a different coaching style, right? Everybody has a different style of themselves that would vibe well with a particular coaching style, right? Uh, it's going to be different for everybody. For myself in particular... Uh, I think fitness is a big, or not fitness, I think motivation is a big crutch in the fitness industry, right? And I'll say something somewhat controversial. Motivation are the beer goggles of the fitness industry, right? If you know what beer goggles are, you're at a bl- uh, a, bl- uh, a club or a bar, uh, a party, a concert, whatever, and you've had some drinks, right? And you make eye contact with somebody across the room and you're like, oh, that person, that person looks good, right? And you walk over, you start talking, you have a few more drinks, uh, you're vibing really well, you get their number, you go home, you wake up the next day, you're like, oh, I got a number last night. And then you remember their name, and you look them up on Instagram, and they do not look anywhere near what you thought they looked like because you had those beer goggles on. Those beer goggles made that person look better than what they did in the sunlight at eight o'clock in the morning the next day, right? Those are the beer goggles. Motivation are the beer goggles of the fitness industry. Motivation is temporary. That's something that we can all agree upon. You're going to feel motivated for a various amount of reasons. Everybody gets motivated by something differently, uh, but it's going to be temporary, right? Motivation doesn't last forever. We know that to be an absolute certain fact. When you have high motivation, you start to live in a different mind frame than when you don't have motivation. And you start to say things that you wouldn't normally say if that motivation wasn't there, right? It's a different state of mind completely, right? So I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people uh, and they're so motivated. And it's awe-inspiring for me because it's like this person wants to make a change. But I know that they're talking with the motivation beer goggles on, right? And it's hard to see that. From the person's standpoint, the person speaking with me who has motivation, they don't know that they have these beer goggles on. And they start saying things that won't necessarily be true two weeks from then when their motivation has left the building, right? So um, people always try to work out more than they need to to begin with. People try to do more cardio than they need to to begin with. People try to do more, 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 more because they have that motivation where they think that they can handle that amount of work or volume or exercise or whatever, right? So in my particular opinion, when it comes to behavior change, you've got to remove motivation from the equation at all costs, right? Uh, and I think that like, you know, not that motivation is a bad thing. You can use motivation to your advantage, but if you're solely relying on motivation, it's going to be tough for you to keep up with it because motivation is going to come and go. So I think if you remove motivation from the, uh, from the entire topic, from the entire equation, uh, then that's going to be your best path, your best journey to success 
and longevity, right? Because if you have high motivation, you're going to come up to me, you're going to say, hey, Mark, I want to work out five days a week, six days a week, seven days a week, right? Uh, Should I start doing 30, 45 an hour of cardio? Should I do 10 exercises a day? You're going to say all these numbers, whatever, like, you know, it's going to be different for everybody, but everybody's going to say something. They're going to think that they can handle more than they think. And I'm going to say, controversial thing number two is if you're a true beginner at the gym, you probably shouldn't be working out more than three days a week, right? Three days a week should be the max for so many people that go to the gym, right? Maybe even two, maybe one, right? So let's say three is the max. I think if you're a person who is walking into the gym for the first time, three should be the magic number that you don't go past. Maybe it's less, maybe it's two, maybe it's one, like I said, but three at the absolute maximum should be your goal, right? You're going to come in with that motivation. You'll be like, I could be here four days a week. I can be here five days a week. I can be here six days a week. But when that motivation goes, the gym is the first thing that gets cut. The gym is the first thing that goes on the chopping block. And as soon as your schedule gets busy, I don't have time to work out, right? So if you can you know, think in a different mind frame, think in the mind frame where you don't have motivation, even when you do have motivation, and shoot for three days a week. Three days a week is going to be a lot more feasible for people than trying to do five days a week, especially just walking into the gym for the very first time. And that's not to say that you can't work up to eventually do more than three days a week. Everybody's got a different particular situation, right? If you're a person, let's say you're rich, you have absolutely all the money on the planet and you don't work and you don't do anything all day. Yeah, sure. Maybe you can go to the gym five days a week, but you're in a very particular situation. You have all the time on the planet to do whatever you want. People who have busy lives, the gym fitness is at the bottom of their totem pole. They are going to cut that first before anything, right? So if you can have realistic expectations to begin with and think without those motivation beer goggles on, it's going to make for a much more longevity-friendly workout plan, right? And that's kind of what we're going for. We want to build as much longevity as we possibly can. If you're a person who's been in the gym for a while and you've kind of gotten into the groove of things and you've been pretty consistent, yeah, sure, go for four or five days a week. Go for six days a week. Try to do a little bit more cardio. But if you're in the gym for the very first time, three days a week, max that you should be going to the gym, max that you should be working out if you're working out at home, max that you should be uh, you know, lifting weights or whatever, right? If you can do a little bit of uh, uh, physical activity, movement, walking, whatever, every single day, by all means, go for it. But if you're going out of your way to work out three days a week or more than three days a week, it's going to be really tough to keep up with that when the beer goggles finally dissipate, right? It's going to be like when you wake up in the morning, you check that person's Instagram and it doesn't look as good as it once did when you had the motivation goggles on, right? So don't fall victim to the motivation beer goggles. Um, you know, start slow, built. That's like the most important thing that I can tell anybody is to start slow and build. You can always build. It's easier to add on than to subtract. So, uh, you know, the moment you kind of put yourself in a situation where you feel like you have to subtract, it might be less of like small subtractions. It might be complete eliminations of workout days. So, uh, you know, if you are struggling in your life right now with behavior change, you can't seem to get into a groove. Start with one day. That's all it takes. One day a week. You're going to spend 20 minutes one day a week working out. 
doing something physically active, right? If you can do like just, you know, generic walking on other days, by all means, go for it. But like weightlifting, working out, spending dedicated time working out one day a week, 20 minutes. If you're feeling froggy, shoot for three days a week. But anything more than that uh, is going to be really hard to keep up with, especially if you're a true blue beginner. Don't let the motivation beer goggles kick you off of your path before you're ready to go. Hopefully you enjoyed today's episode of the Fitness Hippie Podcast. If you did, hit the subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at MTEFit and also on TikTok at MTEFit. I will see you guys in the next episode. Peace out.